Would you throw up this passage of scriptures there for me? And this is, there will be so many more scriptures, but just to get us started. For when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us, born us into, again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, who was delivered, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification or for our justification. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Look at this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. What a future. What a future. Benefits. This morning, because of what has already been done, I want to look at with you the benefit of his death and the benefit of his life. There are two realms of benefits. Of course, they are connected in the fact that because the resurrection validates, you know, and brings them all into life. A benefit is something that produces good or helpful results or affects or that promises well-being, advantages, aid, help. It does good. Benefits. I mean, I like benefits. Yes. And Psalms 103 talks about that, his redemption in what he crowns us with. Benefits that were conveyed to us by his death. Benefits that were conveyed to us by his resurrection. In our world, we have what we know is life insurance with death benefits. Death benefit is, is a payout to the beneficiary of those who are registered in the policy when the insured dies or the will writer dies. 
in that policy is designed to protect the loved ones, the survivors. Once it is written, it cannot be changed or annulled. For there, for where there is a testament or a will, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator or the will writer. For a testament is in force after men are dead. Since it has no power at all while the testator lives. In other words, there is no transfer to the living heirs. But once it's been ratified or the death of the will writer, it can't be changed. Think about it. And because he can swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. In other words, he took the personal oath. It's dependent on him. There are over 3,000 promises in God's will. That which connects us to that, of course, is believing in the promiser. Now, the difference between a law and a promise. Both are legal. Both involve works. Both are an obligation to do something. But the difference between the law and the promise, because God gave it by promise, is the difference between I and you, not I and you, but I and you. It's who does the work with regard to the promises or the provision. That's the difference. God gave it by promise. And he has went ahead and made the fulfillment of the promise to rest on his shoulders. Oh, it's so beautiful. When God took out this life insurance policy, He 
He took into account all the expenses to help cover all of those needs of the beneficiary. He not only thought about you and I, but within it he has what is called living needs benefit. You don't have to die to get some of those benefits. No. It allows you access to that life insurance benefits prior to your death because it was put in full force by the death of the will maker. And it can't be changed. It's one of those things that we say is too good to be true, but the fact of the matter is it is true. Yes. Excuse me, to think about some of the benefits of Christ's death. Let me read something to you, some scriptures put together that just kind of walk us through this. Herein, indeed, God shows his love to us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, that we might be reconciled to him by the death of his son. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. That he tasted death for everyone, and that through death he might destroy the one who has the power that is the devil. We catch in there anything that his death did? We bless you that by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. That he has finished transgression, put an end to sin, atoned for iniquity, and has brought in an everlasting righteousness. That he has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. That God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. Who by a sacrifice for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. In other words, judged it. That he was wounded for our transgressions and he was crushed for our iniquities. That upon him was the chastisement of our peace. And with his stripes we are healed. And that the Lord, has, having laid upon him the iniquity of us all, it was his will to crush him and put him to grief. 
the death benefits. Death benefits. You see, the cross is about you. Number one, it speaks of your condition. And it speaks of God's intervention. How many know you had a condition? An incurable disease. And so, let's begin this morning by the death benefits. There's a great word, and you know about it, but we will concentrate on what it means. It is about debt elimination. You heard the song, I owed a debt I could not pay. You paid a debt, or I owed a debt, I don't know what's, but yeah. Is that right or wrong? Anyway, could not pay. He paid a debt. He did not owe. Thank you. There it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Makes a lot of difference when you get a couple of words messed up in there. You know? <laughs> but we were spiritually poor, and as a result, we become spiritually rich. We held one position before, and now we hold another position afterwards. And so the word expiration, the death benefit, is this. The removal of sin and guilt. John said... Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. The whole world, but also your world of sin. Taken away and placed on Christ, he discharged it by his death. Corey Ten Boom writes it this way. God takes away our sin, our past, our present, and our future, and dumps them in the sea and puts up a sign that says, no fishing allowed. Give the Lord a praise this morning. (laughs) Hallelujah. The devil loves to fish in your past. He loves to fish in your present, and he loves, you know what I mean, to anticipate his fishing in your tomorrow. But through Christ's death, he has put up a no fishing sign with regard to your life and my life. The death of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 9 and 6. Once and for all. He put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. In other words, he paid the price and the penalty for it. 
That's why John says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Amen? Hallelujah. Why? Because he didn't just cover a few. He covered them all. Yes, he did. Not only covers our debts, but he credits our account. Hallelujah. Yeah. You don't go from from a debit to just zero. You go from a debit to account, you know what I mean, that can never be bankrupt. When we sing about the cross, there's a lot going on. When he hung upon the cross, there's some major benefits and assets that's coming your way because of the cross. Death benefit of Christ is not only the expiration, but propitiation. What is that? It's the removal of God's wrath. Yes, He has taken the wrath of God upon Himself. So you don't have to fear the wrath of God. Oh, man. The wrath that you and I deserved has been removed because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. You don't have to walk through life fearing the wrath of God. But you can walk through life anticipating the favor of God because it turned the wrath of God into favor. Hence the definition of grace, unmerited favor. Oh, hallelujah. Think about it. Yes. He removed God's wrath. He not only the death pen of it is the removal of God's wrath, but it is also the removal of alienation from God, and that is called reconciliation. It is restoring of a friendly relationship. Think about it. The one removes sin. The other removes God's wrath. And the other brings us together as friends. 
What an amazing thing. Wrath has been turned away, and now God can show you mercy and favor all because of the death benefit that you have in Jesus Christ. He was sacrificed or died once to put it away. He doesn't suffer anymore to make it happen. It's already written. It can't be changed. It is now a living will. Not only did he give us through his death reconciliation, but he gave us redemption, which is ransom. It is the release of a captive or captured property. He ransomed our property. He released us from our prisons. Mm. First Timothy chapter 2 and verse 6 says, He gave his life as a ransom for all people. For you were bought with a price, not of silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. Hallelujah. You were not just set free. You have a place to belong. The scripture says, he is not ashamed to call us brethren. He's not ashamed of our relationship. Oh, hallelujah. Sometimes you might feel ashamed, but he said, I got it covered. I got it covered. Yes, a ransom. You belong. A death benefit. Freeing us from that captivity. There were some things that you needed to be released from. Number one, it's the curse of the law. It's the guilt factor. He became guilty for you. For me. He has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. That the blessings. You see, in cursings, there's no blessings. But when you get released from the curse, all of a sudden there is a channel of blessing. That they could come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through Faith, we enter a domain of divine. We've been released from the guilt of sin. 
Yes. It talks about how that he is a high priest and how the blood of bulls and goats and ashes of heifers, they couldn't do it. But it says that the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanses your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. You need that benefit. You need to come to grips with that benefit. So you don't walk around being overpowered by your old conscience and start living in the power of the death benefit of Jesus Christ that frees you to serve him. You can do this. Point to somebody and tell them, you can do this. Come on. We've been released from the power of sin. Think about it this morning, church. Redeemed from the power of sin. Our slavery to sin has been broken. Sin shall not have dominion over you. You may have your moments, but how, how, the reason that you don't continue in those moments is because his power has been broken over you. Yes. Shall not have dominion. We are free to live to righteousness. Having been set free from sin, you become slaves of righteousness. I mean, there's a bond that happens. Did you know that Satan's only weapon that can ultimately hurt people is unforgiven sin? And God in Christ has chosen to offer forgiveness to everyone that will receive it. Not after you reach a level of practicing righteousness. No. But right while you were a sinner, give the Lord a praise. Christ died while you were sinners. Amen. The best way to get somebody going in the right direction is to free them first. And he has freed us. He defeated the powers of darkness and took away that weapon of unforgiven sins. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements against us, taken them out of the way and nailed them to the cross. And you know the story how that when the cross was there, there would be, you know, a written uh, outline of all your guilt and sins 
everything you did wrong. Why are you being crucified? Some of your list was really long. (laughs) But I'm sure mine was longer than yours. But he literally took him out of the way. Took it and ripped it. Oh, yes. The death benefits of Jesus Christ. Death. To release you. And all of these benefits are connected to the word substitute. Substitute. Teachers have substitutes. They take the place. Someone that fills in takes the place out. And whether it's reconciliation, whether it's ransom, you know, it's all of those things is because he is your substitute. He accomplished them all by dying. Romans 5, Christ died for us. Yes, he was wounded for our transgressions. Substitution is why all the benefits that we mentioned above. Someone, his name is Jesus. That's why we love him. That's why we care. The reason that we've been ransomed, the reason the removal of sin and guilt, and the reason of removal of God's wrath. At the cross, Jesus clothed us with his righteousness. Isaiah 61 and 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garment of salvation. He has covered me with a robe of righteousness. Then he goes on to talk about, you know what I mean? The beauty of his adorning. As a bride decks, bridegroom decks himself with ornaments. The bride adorns herself with jewels.
the death benefit, Jesus tore heaven open for us. Yes. Mark chapter 15, verse 38, and you knew the story of the crucifixion. He is hanging there and all that is going on and all of a sudden, and the veil of the temple was rent in twain. Hebrews says, therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Why and how? Because he tore heaven open. Amen. By a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. Amen. The death benefits. At least, but more but not least, or whatever that phrase is. Last but not least. There it is. Okay. Yeah. There's some life benefits. Resurrection benefits. First Peter 1 and 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It is hope for now and hope for the future. Yes, he not only has begotten us to a living hope, but a hope that is lively. You show me someone that's overflowing with hope, and I'll show you someone who is lively. Even if he or she has a walker, or a cane. <laughs> something about their countenance. Something about their perspective on life. Something about the day. It's full of life. Yes. We've been born again. We've been birthed into a living hope. And the resurrection in life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. The benefit of the resurrection is a new identity. How many times does the enemy try to keep you attached to your yesterdays? Someone has said, when he reminds you of your failures, you remind him of your future. A new identity for if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation, a new creature. All things have passed away, and behold, all things become new. There is such a word that he uses. He's come to free you. The best is yet to come. Because there are some benefits that happened at the death of Jesus Christ. 
And there are some living benefits that took place at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The fear that invades your life need no longer be there. It says in Psalms 27 and 1, The Lord is the light, my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, and of whom shall I be afraid? The best is yet to come because of what has already been done. Amen. I'll ask my musicians to come this morning as we try to wrap this up. You no longer need to see the future in uncertainty. Confident of this very thing, he who has begun a good work and you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. For I know the thoughts that I have toward you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. You get personal power to do. It was Paul said that I might know him in the power of his resurrection. The resurrection is the unleashing, unleashing of an, an amazing power into the life of those who are the better factors. What is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. We are heirs with God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Equal shares. He has made us sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Oh, are there enemies? Absolutely. But he said to Jesus, sit thou on my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. We have joint inheritance. Right now, you're living in the until. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the until will pass. And all of those enemies be under your feet. Yes. Those life benefits, living benefits that you can draw upon. You have to apply, though. 
You know how he gives us eternal life. We get to think differently. But one powerful thing about the resurrection life is that Jesus Christ has got your number and is holding it up before the Father right now. It says that he ever lives to make intercession for you. It says that he is risen to the right hand of God and makes intercession. You got somebody in your corner. Hallelujah. He said, I can't change it. It became fact when I died. It can't be annulled. It can't be changed. In fact, is the book of Revelation says, don't let anybody change it. Don't let anybody change it. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me this morning? There's so many things. That spiritual breath, justification, living hope, resurrection. And a regular personal presence of the Holy Spirit. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Because I live, you will live also. And at that day, you will know that I am in the Father, <clears throat> you in me, and I in you. Oh. He's in you. He's in you. He's in you. The benefits of his death in the benefits of his resurrection. The best is yet to come. As you discover, as you learn, 
as you grow, as you understand, as this life begins to reach all the areas of our life. Thank you, Jesus. this morning, but I want to give us an opportunity. I feel it this today. Number one, you and I, you have a divine heritage. You have a divine heritage. Yes. A divine heritage. This morning, we just covered a few of those things because of the death benefits of Christ's death. Because of the Benefits of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying this morning in relationship to Corey Ten's boom statement that I read to you that the devil has been fishing in a no fishing zone in your life. And he wants you to tell him this is private property. This is God's property. You're going to fish no longer in my past. You're going to make an issue out of no longer what may be going on presently. Because he whom the Son sets free is free indeed, and I am walking free. Hallelujah. Absolutely. Praise God. Because I have some living benefits. 
for the here and now because of the benefits that are in Christ's death and in Christ's resurrection. Hallelujah. Amen. And remember that this policy, he's taken into account everything that you would need not only for your past and for your eternity but what you need for life and for living and as you leave this morning I have put together some quotes by Corey Ted Boo and I want to send them home with you and you just start to read them and find one that works for your day Amen. Because this is a woman, you know what I mean? She's got it together. <laughs> Hallelujah. And take it and use those quotes and begin to live by them because there's, there's life in them. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Go with God because he's going with you. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.